We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 295. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the Perfect Parade Weather Podcast. Yeah, wonder why, why we would say that, you know? Beats me. <laughs> it was good parade weather. It was. Yeah. We were in the good. parade. Yeah. Kind of good exciting. Time. Good time. Uh, Got to see a lot of people. I know. It's kind of fun to have all of our uh, our followers there. Uh, yeah. I was I was surprised. I mean, we'd go down and we'd say, "Yay, storm I'm Like, "Yay!" Yeah, I liked. It. I'm glad we got that response. So we'll probably be back. I would say. I oh think, yeah. I think my wife's uh, already got some ideas planned out. Well, I tell you, the Shara went all out. If you did not see it, the parade, uh, go to our Facebook page. We've got mm-hmm. some videos on there. We've got the float. Shara made a float. Shara and her friend Lana. Got to give her credit. Yeah. Um, it was great. That was kind of all her doing. You were working, and I was working and doing other stuff. So that's kind of Cher's deal. But I think uh, next year she's we're going to get a trailer. We're going to go wild. I think so. Yeah, I think she wants to win. We had we had a good time. I had fun. Did you? I actually did have fun. Yeah. The, the only thing, um, I all I wore. Uh, I had this brown shirt because I was like the baby Rudolph. I had the flashy nose and a little antlers and stuff. But I had on a black t shirt underneath. Um, my brown button-up shirt, mm-hmm. and I was fine until about an hour before we actually started moving because we didn't move. That was the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and I was getting really, really cold, so I kept going up to the front of the cab, and Grant and Connie, shout out to Connie, uh, she rode with the parade with us, and she was a candy filler. Yeah, she was. <laughs> that was fun. But once we started moving... It was a blast. I mean, mm-hmm. I was warm. It's kind of like disc golfing, and you know, you get out there and start moving. Um, I went out today. A little windy today. A little breezy. <laughs> I was kind of surprised. Um, I told my buddy Phil, "It's like you know, I, we haven't thrown in ever." I said, "Let's go." And I looked out out my kitchen window, and the limbs were moving. I thought, "Oh, this is going to be wild." Mm-hmm. So uh, we call that uh, wind hazard. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, tomorrow, I, tomorrow or Thursday, I don't know, it's going to get warm. We're going to talk about that later. But Yeah, but we're still going to have wind. Oh, oh, yeah, they don't like that. Hey, happy meteorological winter. Yeah. We are in it. We're in here five days in now. I know. It doesn't really feel too much like it, but... Nah, I mean, it's December. It's December weather. Yeah, still still feels like late fall. Yeah. Or, or, or whatever. Uh, average. But it is. We, we've been in average. I mean, today the high is like 50... One, I think. Uh, yeah. And that's actually right on average. Their average it's about where for, we're at right now, isn't it? Uh, is see. it 50? Well, the average for today, uh, of course, Springfield average is 50 and 30. And then a week from now, next Tuesday, 48 and 29. So current temperature is 51.6 here at the headquarters. Yeah. 
Well, you know that that's actually right on average because mm-hmm. you always I always say add a degree or two for Branson. It's so perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Um, do you hear about that atmospheric river? <laughs> Pineapple Express, isn't it? I think so. We yeah. talked a little bit it about is. it last week. It, it is. is getting ready to unleash in the Northwest. And I think they're talking... Uh, let me see. I got a little article here. Uh, the, they're saying over a half foot of rain, generally eight inches or more, <laughs> uh, is going to set off a significant flood threat. Um, uh, see, level three of four, moderate risk, they said. Uh, basically... On the coast of Oregon, it's a little less on Washington, but I'm, uh, but coast of Oregon is awful. Um, they said uh, a scale one describes a weak storm, and a scale five is classified as exceptional. And this week's event is considered a four out of five. Hmm. So yeah, that that's pretty bad. Um, they say Western Oregon can climb into the three to six range this week. I I've, I've heard it's going to be more than that. And uh, let's see, the only other thing I had on this one. Oh, I lost it there. Um, yeah, multi-day event of now. This is coming off of off of like you said, Hawaii. That Pineapple Express coming in. So, mm-hmm. um, what didn't you say there was a flash flood warning for the Big Island of Hawaii the other day? There was. That was last podcast we were talking about that. Oh, okay. Well, well, I knew the one the the Kauai, the one to the west, but yeah. I thought you texted me later and said the big island was under warning. Oh, I don't know. It I don't been. know. But yeah, all that's coming in. <laughs> it's it it's not it's nuts. So, on the contrast, <laughs> the northwest is getting completely inundated. But on the northeast, check this out. They're having what they call a snow drought. Which I think was fascinating. Uh, the article is, where's the snow? Uh, major northeast metros have gone nearly two years without a significant blast. And this is much, uh, let's see, this is what did they say from uh, Virginia? Yeah, Richmond, Virginia to New York City. They've waited more than 650 days to see one inch of snow fall in one day. Hmm. That's over two years. Wow. Uh, they said historically, snowier cities like Boston have waited uh, as long to see three inches. Um, they said these these are records. It's the longest record ever between on uh, this, this snow drought. So so that's just goes to show you. That, and yes, they are mentioning the El Nino effect. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we've talked about this before too on the podcast. The El, if you're on the coasts, then. Or far south, yeah, that El Nino is is going to affect, I think, you all more than it's going to affect us, because we're right in the middle. I would think so. Yeah. It could go either way for us. You just never know what's going to happen here. I know, which, 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 is, which is great. Do you hear that? No. I hear like a buzz or something. I, I okay, well, if it is a buzz. Are, well, are you not hearing that uh, the big construction of the uh, telephone poles outside your house over here? Oh, I don't know. Because there's something going on out there. Yeah, there's there's something weird going on outside. Maybe it's a magnetic storm. I don't have anything in my head my headset here. So yeah. Okay, maybe it's just me then. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So like I said, the high, the normal high is 50 and 30. Next week is 48 and 20. We're going down, and then the the winter solstice is the 21st. So that's what 11. No, 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 no. Today's the fifth. I keep thinking today's the a couple 10th. more weeks. Yeah, a couple more weeks or whatever. 
Um, yeah, I mean, okay. So there's been some chatter of snow this weekend. I don't think it's going to happen. So uh, I have questions. So let's get to your segment. Model Minute. Model Minute. What do they say? It's the Model Minute. Yeah. So... You know, they've been, uh, some places are saying, lots of snow. No, no. Here's the deal. (laughs) Happens every year. People post models every year on the first run that something shows up and the next run it's gone. Exactly. Every year. People share it every year and nothing. Yeah. Don't do that, guys. Don't do it. And, and you know, this is what we're uh, – there's a system coming through Friday night, Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, depending on the track of that low, you know, if it goes north, you're going to get you know more stormy weather. If it goes st- st- tr- low tracks to the south, you're going to get a little bit more winter weather up top. But, and it was talking about even, even some of the local news agencies outlets here in Springfield oh, were, gosh. were talking about the possibility – that that could occur, and uh, their models were saying it, and then their models weren't saying it. Well, now I think, I think maybe we'll get some rain mixed with a little tiny bit of snowflakes every now and then. No accumulation problems, no uh, problems with the roads or anything like that. I think it's mostly going to be rain. I think. Well, first of all, the ground's too warm. Second of all, mm. I think the temperature might be a little too warm. Yeah. So let's see what the models say, you shall see, we? Yeah, do the models. I'm going to call up the grids because the National Weather Service is not. Uh, they're, they're not. Well, that one model they were posting had, had us like at 13 inches of snow. Oh, are you yeah. serious? And they post it. And it's like, what are you doing? Don't post a model that says, especially on the first run, and it's going to change on the next very or next Or 300. Run hours out come on well i mean i see stuff you know i both see stuff all the time like 300 hours out we're like no and sure enough next run is just out we're gonna get showers at best saturday a little wraparound snow mostly to the north of springfield nothing (laughs) here uh more severe stuff looks to be to the south and to the east of here it oh, looks like yeah. it could pop up something well they had that d5 out. yeah they did uh i'm looking at the uh, eastern half of missouri from st louis down into arkansas looks pretty interesting once things start getting going on saturday but for us it's already out of here by then i mean it's not gonna yeah, I, will we even get a, a half an inch out of it? I don't know. See, that's what I don't know. I mean, it doesn't look too promising on, on the GFS, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, there's little systems blowing through over the next couple of weeks. You know, one or two more that we could uh, keep an eye on, but nothing that's in the blue. It's all green. That means rain, right? Yeah. So. Uh, because I think those long ranges, those long range graphic, longer range graphics, had is still in the red, which is above average. Well, we know average is fifty, so that would indicate. But I will say on this whole model run, which is three hundred hours or whatever, <laughs> there's several chances of precipitation. Uh, hard to tell when you're that far out. 
whether it what type of precipitation it's going to be. We don't know what the temperatures are going to be just yet. Uh, it doesn't think frozen right now. Yeah. So, I mean, we need rain for sure. We had a very dry November. Uh, we're five days into December. I think we got like, how much rain do you have? Uh, let's see. I got it right here. Yeah, oh. we're, not, we're, we're pretty low. We only have three one hundredths of an inch so far. So we, I mean, we didn't, we, oh, and that's I think we day, barely yeah. went over an inch in November just because of that last day or so. Exactly. And I'm looking at their our, our report now. Our total for November, 1.33 inches, which is 2.23 inches below the Springfield average. And we barely got that because it came on the last day or yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, we had like 0.53 all the way yeah, to that last day, yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. So, I mean, the models are, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say this uh, weekend, uh, Saturday is going to be a nothing burger. It's going to be wet. I mean, from here and there and showers, showery weather, you know, like we've had in the past, hit and miss. Yeah. Uh, kind of dreary. You know, we are going to have some windy days coming up, though. Saturday looks windy. Okay. Uh, Thursday, this coming Thursday looks warm, but, but a little breezy. You know, gusts oh, in yeah. the 20s. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking in the at the grid now. South wind. This is Thursday. South wind six to sixteen with gusts to twenty four. Yeah. So, what yeah. about Saturday? But is the same thing on okay. wind? Okay. So the grid says. Um, uh, let me back up to Friday night. It says a chance of showers, then showers likely, and possibly a thunderstorm after midnight. So they're talking way after six mm-hmm. Z Saturday, and then Saturday it says showers likely. High around 58 and breezy. And then Saturday night, okay, this is for all of our snow lovers. Saturday night, chance of rain before midnight, then turning partly cloudy with a morning low of 30. So the rain's going to be out of here, according yeah. to the grid, yeah. way before the temperature. Now, some of, that, some of the models had the uh, temperature going down before the rain was out of here, turning us to a little bit of snow. Okay. And that was as early as last night. I, I mean... Last night they were saying that some of it, it's just kind of a mix. But this model, the GFS, doesn't have that for us at all. It's all to the north of, well, to the north of Springfield. That's going to change over. Okay. So, and it's even light by then. I mean, it's not going to be. It's on its way and out. That's if it's still there. Uh, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Let's look at the thermals. Yeah, real uh, because I want to know. Uh, we need to make our snowy Christmas forecast, which we don't, we can't tell you if there's going to be snow or not, but. Yeah, whatever. Gotta look there. We can tell you percentages of the past snowy Christmases. <laughs> yeah. This really isn't that many. No, it's kind of surprising. Uh, ooh, average, up above average this week, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursday. Thursday looks great if it wasn't for the wind. I know. Because you can get a wind chill at, at, in the 60s. Well, I mean, yeah. Man. Oklahoma looks really warm that day. Uh, not seeing anything stupid cold. Uh, okay, that's good. Maybe some twenties overnight uh, in the next, you know, week. But we're we're, we're there right now in the twenties overnight, basically. Yeah, I you know thirties around thirty. Uh, highs in the forties towards. Uh, Later in December, the 17th, and I'm so far out that that doesn't even count. Uh, yeah, that's 12 days. So weekend. 40s to 50s, really, except for this week, is going to be in the 60s, which is, mm-hmm. you know, 
different, but so legitimately right around average. Nothing too scary looking on the models for sure. Yeah, and I I, I keep looking for uh, I did I sent you that one model run. Was it three sixty three hundred sixty hours? It was last week. The GFS yeah, was painting yeah. a huge swath of snow, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to post that one. <laughs> Next run, completely gone. <laughs> it's like, no. You now, can't I will that. say that the very last few frames of the of the model here, um, we're talking 384 hours out. <laughs> the, the very last. There's something coming down from the north. Uh-oh. Of course, that's way up there, Iowa, you know, in the single digits. Yeah. But uh, that's the first single digits I've seen in Iowa all year. And... Uh, it's kind of surging down towards us, but then the model run ends. It doesn't go any further. It's like a suspense novel. So <laughs> here's what we're going to expect on. <laughs> Let's see here. What day is that? Oh, the winter solstice, 1221 oh. at 12Z. So it's the 6 a.m. morning. Mm -hmm. eh, 25 degrees. <laughs> That's nothing. It's yeah. normal. Unless you're in Iowa, it's cold, but well, yeah. And again, we we always say this when we're when we're talking way out there, we're not talking forecast. We're talking no. watching a trend, which could turn into something maybe if the trend sticks. Not too much to talk about really on the models. I mean, and that's a good thing. Yeah, kind of. I, I I do like seeing different systems come through with some some rain. I like that. Oh, exactly. So. No, that, that's good. Um, what I'm going to do is, we retired this, but I, it's worth bringing back at least this time because there's lots of stuff I'm surprised. So let's do this the special edition of... Yeah, the pollen report. You know, don't see any more ragweed, but man... We are getting a lot of juniper out there. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if juniper is a is a you know spring and a fall. I don't know what's going on. But Tuesday today and Wednesday is low to medium, three to four. Now check this out. Thursday and Friday is medium high, on a scale of zero to twelve. Hmm. It's like an eight. <laughs> so juniper is out there. Then Saturday kind of goes back down as a five uh, again, but. You know, if if you thought you were not, you know, you know, out of the allergy realm, if you're allergic to juniper, you are suffering right now. Right. What do you see? Do you see anything over there? No, I don't. Or did they stop already? Springfield doesn't do it right now. That's right, because they stopped at the yeah. first freeze or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They have, should. They should do it. Do you have uh, the drought called up over there? I, I got it at my fingertips at all times. Uh, well, hey, how about that? Yeah, because I think we need to mention that because 1.33 inches of rain in November is not good. No. And the entire state is basically under a drought uh, from, uh, you know, Christian County into Springfield, Green County. They're all abnormally dry. We are the only place in the state, the southern tier of counties in the state from McDonald County to our west all over to the Boot Hill. Without any type of a drought. Wow. Which is hard to believe, mean how we had such little rainfall. But but last week, there was a lot more real estate on no drought, right? And now it's starting it's to creep up. Yeah. The, the no drought is shrinking. Well, if we get another only inch in December, I guarantee we're going to start going back. In now, there's abnormal. some parts 
just some small parts of extreme drought. Most of it is going to be severe or moderate to severe drought. Okay. But the whole state is is just filled with you know, dry conditions right now. So Man. that needs to change. Well, I wish that atmospheric river would come over. That's why I was so happy to see that that rain, that possible rain on the model minute there. You know, I mean, it probably wasn't going to be, you know, much to write home about. But you know, at least it's on there. Not like it's the something. past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, and you also said there's there's like hit and miss chances throughout the next few weeks, or right? Something. Because I think the AFD, the Area Forecast Discussion that we read, I read it daily. Um, was talking about the flow shifting more zonal. Zonal flow is more of an, a west-to-east flow. Um, but then I saw on the Weather Channel, there's a big dip in the jet stream. So I think the dip is now, is what I'm thinking. And then Wednesday is probably going to flatten, and that flatten is going to allow that, that southerly wind to kick in, thus giving us our 60s on, what I, what I would say, Thursday and Friday? Yeah. Not tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be in the 50s. Yeah, it's just... just it's going to be crazy. We need the rain. Well, I thought uh, I, I bring back this. This is the very first weather school I ever recorded. Mm. I thought this was kind of cool. Um, people keep asking, and we're kind of getting in that season there. How can it snow if it's forty degrees outside? Well, it can, and this weather school tells you how. So let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know. Stormed our weather school. This week's topic is about a question we've been asked a lot about in the past few winters. It's snowing, but the temperature is 40 degrees. How can this happen? Oh, wow. What? Look at that. Look at... Oh, it's sleeting. Oh, the roads are going to be slick later. Yeah. First, we have to understand the thermal structure of the atmosphere. In a vast generalization, it's warmer at the surface and then it gets colder as you go up. Sunshine is essentially just radiation, and we know radiation doesn't react until it makes contact with something like your skin or the ground. So, when the sunshine makes contact with the earth, the ground heats up and that heat begins to rise. So, the heating of the atmosphere actually begins at the surface. On average, the temperature will cool about 3.5 degrees for every 1,000 feet you go up. So, for an example, if the surface temperature is 60 degrees, then at 1,000 feet up, it'll be around 56.5. At 2,000 feet up, it'll be around 53, and so on. Now let's put this formula into the winter season. Say the surface temperature is 36 degrees. So using this calculation, 1,000 feet up would be about 32 and a half, and 2,000 feet up would be 29. Precipitation usually develops above 3,000 feet, so even though the temperature at the surface is well above freezing, the precipitation will start out frozen and then melt on the way down. So by the time it gets to the surface, it'll be in liquid form. We all know the atmosphere is fluid, so this 3.5 degree drop per 1,000 feet rule will never remain constant. 
we'll have cold fronts coming from the north and warm fronts coming from the south or whatever, which change the temperature of the atmosphere at different levels. And that'll have a big effect on what type of precipitation is falling. Sometimes a cold front will move in at the lower to mid levels and drastically lower the temperature just a couple of thousand feet off the surface. This is the answer to how can it snow at 40 degrees? The temperature is well above freezing at the surface, but what happens is that strong cold front moves in and causes the temperature just off the ground to be as much as 15 degrees colder than the surface temperature, instead of that average of 3.5 degrees. Precipitation develops in the form of snow at those lower to mid levels, but doesn't have a chance to melt before it reaches the ground. It tries to, but it doesn't have a chance to change back into a liquid raindrop. Therefore, the frozen, or at least partially frozen, snowflake makes it to the surface. This is rare, though, because conditions have to be just right in order for this to happen. And generally, when this happens, the snowflakes are rather large, sometimes to the size of half dollars. Of course, the snow will have a hard time accumulating with the warm surface temperatures, but it is really interesting to watch. One of the most devastating events in the winter season is known as the ice storm, and the thermal structure I mentioned before is actually backwards. For example, let's say the surface temperatures are around 28 degrees, but a strong warm front punches in at the lower levels from the south. The warm front will actually raise the temperature quite a bit just above the surface, but keep the surface temperatures well below freezing. Precipitation develops in the mid-levels, and then it falls through that warm layer and then melts and turns into liquid. That liquid rain won't have a chance to refreeze before hitting the ground. So, when the rain finally hits sub-freezing temperatures at the surface, then a thin layer of ice starts to develop. The heavier the rain the greater the ice accumulation. The National Weather Service will issue a winter weather advisory if a thin glaze of ice is expected that will create slippery driving conditions. They'll issue a freezing rain advisory for expected ice accumulations less than a quarter of an inch. And the biggie is the ice storm warning for accumulations greater than a quarter of an inch. Any ice accumulations greater than a third of an inch could produce some power outages, and accumulations greater than a half an inch will bring trees and power lines down. A half inch of ice on power lines could add up to 500 pounds of extra weight. In perspective, a 300-foot power line that's one inch thick and coated with only a quarter of an inch of ice will add about 117 pounds of weight to it. Ice can increase the weight of branches by 30 times. I feel that an ice storm is one of Mother Nature's more disastrous events. Because if trees and power lines come down, then you could be stuck without a heat source for several days and virtually no way to get out. So if you happen to get under an ice storm warning, then you really need to take the appropriate precautions to be able to survive for possibly days without power or heat. Major ice storms are relatively rare, but they do happen. Another type of winter precipitation is sleet. This occurs when a weak warm front punches in at the lower to mid-levels and raises the temperatures just above freezing. So the precipitation starts out frozen, falls into that 
semi-warm layer and turns to liquid, and then it starts to freeze again before it hits the surface and takes the form of little ice pellets. Sleet is not hail. They're both frozen water droplets, but they develop very differently, and sleet doesn't get usually any larger than a small raindrop. The cousin to sleet is what we call grapple. They're partially melted snowflakes, and they're really light and look like little cotton balls falling down from the sky. It's rare that you would see grapple, but a lot of grapple makes for a fluffy accumulation. Well, I hope this explains how it can snow when temperatures are above freezing and rain when temperatures are below freezing. Winter weather is a mixed bag, and we should always be prepared for the worst, especially in an ice storm. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. Yeah, and that explains exactly what... Corey, you were talking about just a little bit ago. You know, you get some wraparound. It could be at the surface. It could still be 38 degrees, but those upper, that upper cold, changing that snow over right above the surface. Yep. So, but no, no, no accumulation. All right. So let's get to the next segment, which is in other news. I've got a few things. Um, this is a kind of a biggie. The National Weather Service has new winter storm warning criteria for heavy snow. Now, um, I thought it was four inches for us. I was wrong. It's It was six, in, six inches in 24 hours, I think. Yeah. Or I also saw four in, in 12, but I don't know. Um, but right now, they have come right in the middle, and the new one is five inches, right? Five inches or more? Yeah, five inches. At least when they anticipate at least five inches of snow. Okay, so that's going to trigger a winter storm warning. Right. So, and then we're, uh, 2024, we talked last week about them getting rid of all the advisories, but they're not going to do that yet. They'll do that in 25, well, I think. Well, they, they were postponing. they got to get all their systems ready for that. Okay. So we will probably have the winter weather advisory again next year. See, for Arkansas... It used to be four inches within 12 hours. Mm-hmm. It's still four inches with the latest update, but now there is no longer a time constraint. So, Oh, it's just four inches, period. Yeah, I guess. Well, no, that makes sense. because right. that And that makes sense for us, too. Because that's, see, I was reading those different things, but now it's just five inches. If they're thinking five inches, they'll probably pop it. I think I think I think we'll see more winter weather, winter storm warnings, especially if they are gonna, if they even anticipate this year of trying to train people's brains of not having winter weather advisories. Maybe they'll go ahead and pop a winter storm warning instead. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, but, and uh, again, you know, we we may not have any snow. If it snows, <laughs> if it snows, exactly. Uh, for a winter storm warning, it only takes one inch of snow in the state of Florida. <laughs> Says it right here. Wow, uh, seven to eight inches of snow in Michigan. Okay, and we've talked about that. If you're if you're used to winter, then yeah, your criteria is. I don't different. know. I figure six inches of snow is a good winter storm warning for me, no matter where I'm at. Yeah, but that's just me because we don't get a lot of snow. But I guess they're used to it in Michigan. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. In Texas, what is it in Texas? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like probably half inch. What <laughs> it is in Florida? Well, Texas gets it a lot in the Panhandle over there. Well, that's true. You know, or in the whatever they call that. Right. But uh, yeah. But uh, you know, not Southern Texas. No, and and we're well. See, we're also in what they call Central Regional Headquarters or S or CRH, and that's probably why it changed. Kansas and Missouri are in that Central Regional. Oklahoma and Arkansas are in what they call the Southern Regional Headquarters. So that's probably why they kept maybe the four, but I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. It's just, and I like that better because the, the blizzard warning is, what, what is it? You have to have 40 miles an hour and snow for three, three consecutive hours. hours. I mean, it's all this criteria. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know what? Do I agree with that? Not really. Yeah. Because you could be going... To grandma's house on Christmas Eve or wherever. You could be going to the grocery store. And if you're caught in 40 mile an hour winds with that snow coming down, you're not going to be able to see anything. And you could still die no matter what. Yeah. Because you're basically, even if it's just a short time, you were in a blizzard condition for that time period and the outcome was still the same. You're dead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Three hours. What if it was only two hours and 59 minutes? Oh, we're not calling that a blizzard. We talked about that like a year or yeah. two ago. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, it's not going not not to be a full it. three hours. Nope. Yeah. So. I, wonder, I, I wonder if they're going to keep the ice storm. I bet you they keep the ice storm warning. Well, I'm going to yeah, have to make a that's new. That's a warning. That's not an advisory. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm going to have to do. I have a weather school on warning, so I'm going to have to scrap that and kind of start over probably I guess. next year. Well, I mean, if they're going to because change everything. storm is. That's different. different. Yeah. Because you're going to lose power and different things. In freezing than a winter rain. Storm it's not warning. snow. Yeah. Winter storm warning means to me, it means, hey, go get a sled. It's going to, you're going to yeah. have some school days out of, or snow days, and you're going to go sledding. Ice storm means, uh oh, get a generator. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Or go to mom's. Right, right. So. <laughs> Somebody who has heat. Uh, yeah, speaking of warnings, I'm glad you told me this the other day. This is uh, actually a National Weather Service thing that they do. We had a tsunami warning for the Philippines on Saturday. You, mm-hmm. you, you texted me on that one. Big earthquake over there, wasn't it? Yeah, 7.6. That's a pretty good earthquake. Wow. I didn't see where the, ep- the epicenter was at Min... Mindanao or something like that. Yeah. And I never knew what happened after that. I didn't I even guess see. Nothing, I, nothing occurred. I mean, they issued it just in case. I mean, because anytime you're going to have a, anytime a earthquake's going to hit the Philippines, you're going to have a tsunami warning over there because it's all mm-hmm. ocean over there, you know, so. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Or or Japan. Right. If they do that, you're, they're going to issue a tsunami warning. I mean, sometimes they'll issue tsunami advisories or warnings all the way through uh, Alaska and all, all those areas, too. They did that one time. Yeah, they, I remember that. Hawaii, and I think they got, what, three inches it was yeah, higher or something? Right. Hey, well, that's something, you mm-hmm. know. So that was interesting. Um, you got anything over there? Um, let's see here. The uh, Do you know what the uh, rainiest city in the United States is here in 2023? Ooh, the rainiest city. Miami, Florida. No, oh. no, no. Seattle, Washington? Florida, Washington? Florida is the sunshine. Sh- oh, that's the sunshine. Sunshine sunshine state. Sh- sh- sunshine state. Yeah, that's <laughs> a tongue twister. Okay, yes. That is a tongue twister. 103 inches this year. It is Florida. Fort Lauderdale. Oh, it is? It is. 
thought you were just going to say, no, it's Oregon. <laughs> Fort, Fort Lauderdale, though. Fort okay. Lauderdale, Florida. Wow. Uh, now, now, get this. They've got 103 inches of rain this year. But starting the year in January of 2023, you know how much they got in just one month? Uh. None. 0.03 for the Whoa. entire month of January to start it. Oh, because no hurricanes or anything. So... They have reached the the century mark thanks to multiple soaking rain events, but uh, they had a big historic flooding rain event down there in April. That that a lot of it came then. So, yep, they received twenty five inches of rain in only twenty four hours, setting a oh my god statewide record for daily rainfall in April. So that's where they got most of the rain. But, uh, yeah, Rainier City, you know, I would figure it would be over there with the atmospheric river coming in. You know, Seattle's yeah, always raining. because it's you know. always wet. Right, right. Washington, yeah. So it really wasn't due to a tropical system, though. But, you know, oh, it wasn't? No. Okay. Not in April. I mean, I guess it kind of was. I mean. But not a hurricane. It right, wasn't a hurricane. No. It was a tropically infused area of low pressure is what they're calling it. Ooh. Yeah, I think I think when they add tropical to it, it just means a lot of water. I think you're right. You know, because <laughs> Tro- tropical, tropical infused, an, a tropically infused area of low pressure. <sighs> it's been a long time. You you know what it needs to do? It's up and it doesn't have to do it here exactly. Do it up in in eastern Kansas, west central Missouri, where they're in a severe and exceptional drought. And that's going that to like, help take care of that. That'd be almost yeah. a drought buster form right there. Yeah. Well, we got snow droughts up in the northeast, and we got atmospheric. It's going to be going to be nuts right. over there. Um, hey, you know what's going to happen next week? No, we got the Geminid meteor shower. Woohoo! Oh, um, every December. Yeah, I, I, the Leonids are when did the Leonids just happen? I think they just are happened. They in, are the ones in? No, the Perseids are in August. Oh, Leonids are in November. Yeah. yeah. But the, the, this may be something. If uh, Ooh, I, I don't know what the models say, but uh, next week they said the 13th and the 14th are going to peak. They're going on now, but the peak, they say it could be 120 per hour. That's two per minute. <laughs> yeah. If, you know, uh, it, uh, possible. They said possible. You know, uh, they said on the east, look east and uh, the constellation Gemini. So, uh, I don't know. Are you looking at the models? I'm no, no. Okay, <laughs> it's still ten days away, nine days away. So yeah, because next week we'll be doing. Uh, yeah, we did a pod on twelve, 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 twenty-three. So that's usually the biggest one of the year. <laughs> I mean, besides the one in August. Yeah, per- Perseids and Geminids. Yeah, uh, depending on where the moon is. You know, there's a waxing crescent moon, which won't shouldn't interfere with the dark skies this year. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, and they're the ones that I like to just get a sleeping bag and sit outside and watch if it's not too cold. And I've seen some earth grazing uh, oh, meteorites nice. go by the kind of purplish green hue. I remember Cher and I would go out there, and Cher was pregnant with Grant. We just sat out there for hours watching him, and then we had Grant the next day or two. Oh wow! So <coughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing with the, the the we didn't see them because it was cloudy and rainy. Right. But that uh, but the aurora, those northern lights, it's getting stronger. We had a stronger wind hit. Yeah, 
the sun's in a cycle. It's in an uptick, and they're predicting that that could happen more often in the coming months that we could actually come this far down here. It's in a, oh, yeah. I forget what they call that, but it's an up cycle of activity of sun. Uh, uh, the kernel mass ejection. Something like that. Yeah. It's, That's a tongue twister. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It yeah. happens every few years, they said. Well, that last graphic, they actually had the line that said you could see it on the horizon. Yeah. That was down in northern Arkansas. Right. So, but it was raining. <laughs> Of course it was. Of course. I mean, that's why I was saying it. Of course, you know, because I have a great view. I would throw my time lapser on up in my window, which mm-hmm. goes right to the north. I mean, we still got Springfield, though, the lights in Springfield. That's right. I don't know. So that's kind of fun. Uh, the last thing I have is, okay, and this is something I literally saw on the Weather Channel minutes before you got here. And I wanted to uh, pick your brain and wow you with the vast knowledge I acquired in the past hour. Does it um, have to do with uh, winter storm names? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't even look at the winter down. They just need to stop. Okay, they have taken two uh, statistical snapshots of the average tornadoes and basically the Midwest, I'm, I'm just going to focus on Kansas, Missouri, and Illinois. Uh, it's in the, yes, the the Central Regional Headquarters, so it's Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, North. Okay, they took, a, they took a data snapshot of the average number of fall tornadoes in the past 30 years and the average number of fall tornadoes in the past 10 years. So, for Missouri, I'll focus on Missouri, the average number of fall tornadoes in the past 30 years is 2.1. 30 years, 2.1. Yeah, average. So if you take all the fall tornadoes in Missouri, average them in the past 30 years is 2.1. Okay. All right. Kansas is 1.8. Illinois is 1.7. All right. Now, let's flip. They've taken the data snapshot of the average fall tornadoes for the same areas in the last 10 years. Kansas was 1.8, and they are up to 5.2. Illinois was 1.7. They're up to 5.1. Missouri was 2.1. Got a shot? Any guess of what they are in the past 10 years now? 5.8. 6.3. I was close. You were really close. but We but- had some good tornadoes in the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, tornado warnings, anyway. Are these tornado warnings or actual tornadoes? These are actually what this says is average number of fall tornadoes for huh. the actual ones that tor- huh. that actually tornado. <laughs> but no, what what this shows is over the past ten years, there's been a dramatic uptick in the average amount. Because I remember of fall when tornadoes. you were in California or somewhere, and I was at work. It was my daughter's birthday, December 11th, and one actually touched down just not too far from Oh yeah, Silar yeah. City. Uh, I had some in November a couple years ago, two or three years ago. So, I, yeah, I believe this. I believe this. Yeah. E- even Illinois, uh, Iowa. Think of Iowa. 1.7 on the 30-year average, but 5.2 on the 10-year average. It yeah, just, but it got me thinking, okay, well, well, let me think, because uh, 10 years, but th- for this year, we didn't get a severe weather season in the fall. Did you notice that? I, no, we did not. So... That average has to come I think down there was a, a hint this year. But yeah, yeah, everything was just south. Well, and it, well, the south is kicking up now. It is. But yeah, I mean, nothing. Is that El Nino? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Could anyway. be. So I thought that was 
interesting. But anyway, that's all I got for in other news. You got anything else? I do not. Do not. Well, you know what? Tell you it's time for. It's time for the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. Yep, it's time for the storm door weather weather word of the weekend. So, Corey, what is this week's weather word of the week? It's gradient. Yes. So what is a gradient? It's a time. I almost said time lapse. <laughs> no, that's that's my job. It's a time. <laughs> the time rate or spatial rate of change of an atmospheric property. Yeah. It's the same thing with graphics. Yep. And a gradient in Photoshop. It's a rate of change in color. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the one in weather that I really always talk about is the gradient of the isobar. Anybody know what the isobar stands for? Lines of equal barometric pressure. Lines of equal pressure. If you get those suckers tight, you're going to get a lot of wind. So, and that's what I was looking for on the models for this week. They were a little tighter. Oh, yeah, and especially Thursday, you right. said, was getting really tight. Yeah. And it, everybody wonders, uh, yeah, it's the black, usually the black lines uh, that, that get tight, 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 tight. I bet they're kind of tight today, too. But, yeah, so any, any uh, uh, gradient, it could be a thermal gradient. And we see a lot of that when the when a cold front comes through. When you got 40s on one side and right on the other side, it's 65. That's a big thermal thermal gradient there. Anyway, so that's there. You go. Think of all the knowledge you just acquired today with the podcast. Yeah. So what are you going to do? We're going to load your car because I got. Uh, I got to go to Silver City uh-oh. today tonight. Probably about a couple hours here. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's, well, uh, so yeah. So now we have to tear all the, the the parade stuff down. It's Santa Claus night for the kids. Oh, so you got stuff to do. And it's employee ride night for Fire in the Hole. We're gonna say goodbye. It's been around for fifty three years, and it's saying goodbye. We're gonna go oh. ride it. The park's closed, but they're opening it for employees tonight. Oh wow! So yeah. So how many times are you gonna ride it? You know, I pretty much said my goodbye already. So. I'm, <laughs> Ready for the new one to open. Is that next year? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Big and awesome. Well, we hope everybody's enjoying this nice weather. We don't see anything major. Really don't think it's going to snow this weekend. Like Corey said, if anything, it's just going to be on the back side. It'll be a few flakes. Will we see a flake? Maybe. Maybe. A flake. <sighs> and it'll be overnight. And people will freak out when they see <laughs> that flake. I know. They'll be saying, They're going to be posting. They're going to be commenting. And... Uh, We'll, we'll we'll post when we see that first yeah. flake. And a final note: if uh, and we always say this every year, and I'm going to post make a post too. Uh, if you see a graphic that looks suspicious or just looks too wild to be true, email it to us, message us to us on our uh, Facebook page, or send us an email at stormdoorweather at gmail and we will tell you if that is a legitimate graphic. If it's something you need to be paying attention to or not, because trust me, they are going around now all sorts of things that they're trying to get clicks and trying to get shares. And let me tell you, about 80% of that is not going to happen. So, <laughs> so yeah. So if there's anything, any question, let us know. So, okay. You got anything else? 
Nope. Okay. Well, I tell you what. Let's wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have us show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, make sure and check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Podcast.